الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنه هو السميع البصير سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم We all have a limited ability to maintain our attention beyond a single task and it's interesting because when we try to focus on more than one thing at a time we're just unable to do so some people claim to be multitaskers the reality is that no human being can truly multitask you know it, there's a simple example they always give which is that if you think you can multitask then try the following you have to do these two things at the same time add the numbers 47 and 62 and while you're doing this in your mind you should also consciously think about the taste of chocolate right if you try it you'll realize it's very difficult to do you'll only be able to do one or the other because the brain is just not designed to be able to do multiple things at the same time Allah Ta'ala has created us with a very limited capacity mentally and that translates into a limited ability to attend to more than one thing at a time and this is just fact this is the way Allah has designed us this is the way our brain is set up and the prefrontal cortex which is the area of the brain that facilitates this just does not have the ability in fact they, they, in neuroscience they call this task switching it's not multitasking it's that if I'm gonna think I could do two things at the same time really what I'm doing is I'm just alternating back and forth between two, diff two different tasks so if I think I can text and drive I'm not actually doing both at the same time. I'm driving and then I'm texting while the car is moving. Right? And then I go back to driving and then I go back to texting. But I can't, I can't do both at the same time. Now it's interesting because yeah, I was just reflecting upon this principle and how vastly diff different this is than the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, recently, in the last few days, a group of very special servants of Allah Ta'ala collected on the plain of Arafah. The plain of Arafah is a space that Allah has designated and when his servants collect on a particular day in that space there's innumerable, benef innumerable benefits that reach that individual and then also the Ummah as a whole. The Prophet said in a hadith it's narrated in Sahih Muslim where when he and he says that there's no day on which Allah Ta'ala frees more servants of his except that day of Arafah and that he draws near and he communicates to the angels on that day you know what do these uh, people seek what are they looking for you know there's so many you know it's interesting because the day of Arafah is essentially the crux of Hajj and the special servants of Allah Ta'ala collect there and there's so much tawajjuh or attention of Allah Ta'ala on these people. In fact, 
it's not just that even the ummah as a whole we're all our hearts are with the hujjaj that are hajj either we know people that are going or we know of people that are uh, we know, or that we know that there are people that are there especially in this day and age right there's a live stream and there's pictures and it's on the cover of wall street journal and you know, so many people are talking about not just Hajj, but specifically Arafah and how all these people are collecting, that our minds and our hearts are with them in a way. Now, imagine that's the feeling we have. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in particular, is giving a very special attention to the people of Arafah, right? Where he's freeing on that day more than anyone, more than any other day. In fact, one hadith mentions that this is the most special day of the year because Allah's attention is focused on these people that are collected here in the space. He's forgiving them. He's answering their du'as, their supplications, their desires, their wishes. And He's allowing every single one to be, uh, to be renewed in such a way like they're a newborn baby. And this is all happening on Arafah and Allah's attention is on, on that space and that place and those people, let alone the rest of us. Now, what I find so interesting is you would think that if any human being had all of their attention or any being had all of their attention on this group of special servants that have sacrificed their time, their effort, their wealth to come into this place and start anew, it would be impossible to also focus on everyone else in the, in the world. Right? I mean, how is it that these people are sacrificing, leaving their time, their wealth, their children behind to come and now Allah's attention is on, on this group of people, it should be that the rest of the world should just be forgotten. It should be that the rest of Allah's servants and believers should just be forgotten because His attention is so focused on this group. If it was up to us, we wouldn't be able to channel our attention in so many different directions. It'd be, okay, I'm focused on the people of Arafah and that's it. But what's amazing is that despite Allah's attention being on the hujjaj of Arafah, He still has not neglected the rest of His servants in the world. Right? Let me think about it, right? You have these hadiths that mention that the dua of the person who is oppressed is accepted. Now the oppressed person is making dua from wherever they may be in the world, not performing hajj, and Allah Ta'ala is paying attention to that person. We know from other hadith that the dua of the mother is accepted. How many mothers are there in the world that on the day of Arafah, not because it's Arafah, but because they're a mother who's making dua for her child, how many mothers are there in the world who are making dua and Allah is listening to that dua, He's appreciating it, He's giving value to it, and He's accepting it to that mother who's nowhere near the plane of Arafah, nowhere near the circumstance of Hajj. Right? Uh, uh, and this is just so broad, right, in the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says, Ujibu That I'm calling upon the caller when he or she asks. That's not, that's not restricted to the plane of Arafah. That's broad. So despite Allah's attention and His tawajjuh and His forgiveness and His rahmah being channeled into the plane of Arafah, His ability to attend to every other need of every other servant and believer is so vast that no one is neglected despite the attention being here. Because Allah Ta'ala, and I'm, I, I don't mean to misconstrue the statement, but Allah Ta'ala has the ability to multitask and we don't. We can only unitask. 
We can switch. If I'm going to focus on the people of Arafah, then I, and someone's asking me for something and they're in the middle of Nigeria, I have to rem- take my attention away from these people, shift it toward this caller in Nigeria, then shift it toward this mother in, in Brazil, then shift it toward this family in, in Palestine, and then I'll return back to the people of Arafah and say, oh yes, you're here for me. But that's not Allah. وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ He is all-hearing and he is all-seeing. And no one is neglected. And that I just find to be incredible. That, that no one is neglected by Allah. He you know, has the ability to attend to every single thing at every given point in time, to every human being, wherever they may be, and it's all occurring simultaneously. You know, um, and, and that's something to ponder upon. Right? And it, 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 it's, it's on so many levels. Number one, it shows how distinct Allah Ta'ala is from us. We cannot attend to more than one thing at a time. We can't do a single math problem while thinking about what something tastes like. We can't, if we want to lift one foot up, we can't lift up the other foot off the ground. We have, we have no ability to, do, to, to attend to multiple things at a time. It's just not possible. They show this you know, very famous um, uh, video. I'm sure you've seen this in different things where you know, they have two people, three people passing a basketball around and they say, pay attention and count how many times the ball switches hands. And then after the video, they ask you, did you notice the, the red panda in the background? Right? You may have seen this video. Um, and uh, everyone's like, what red panda? And they watch the video again. And as this is happening, there's like this man wearing a panda suit who's like dancing in the background and nobody's noticing it because you just can't attend to more than one thing at a time. But in the context of Hajj and the context of Arafat, now you can apply this principle so broadly. Right? Like, you know, the hadith that I just mentioned of Sahih Muslim, where Aisha narrates, the Prophet said that no one is freed more than on this day. And then, Allah ta- and, then, and then the narration continues that Allah Ta'ala essentially communicates with his angels and says, what are these individuals seeking? Now, this conversation that Allah has with his angels of what are these individuals seeking, this is not just restricted to the circumstance of Arafah. There's other hadith that mentioned, another hadith, you know, which we've repeated over and over again, that there's, the, when a people, a group of people, like ourselves, gather for the remembrance of Allah, the angels climb up to the heavens, and they want to witness this event, and they want to tell Allah about it, and then what, is happen, what happens? Allah asks them, what are these people seeking? And they say, He's seeking, they're seeking your forgiveness, right? And then and this whole conversation ensues. This same sort of wording or interaction that Allah is having with the angels on the day of Arafah is the same interaction that's happening or narrated when any gathering gets together. So that means that on the day of Arafah, Allah's attention is there, but that doesn't even preclude a gathering of Allah's remembrance that's occurring anywhere else in the world on the exact same day. Allah can forgive. He can attend to the need, the desire of every single human being in the entire universe simultaneously. Now, this is just people asking Allah for something. Now, at the same time, Allah Ta'ala is observing every single circumstance that's happening. He's still seeing every single interaction that's occurring. He's seeing every action that's being performed. He's witnessing every single molecule that's shifting. Every deed that's being performed, every sin that's occurring, every shift in any part of this universe that's occurring is being observed by Allah Ta'ala. Simultaneously, while the people of Arafah are being focused on. It's incredible. So it reminds us of how vast Allah's mercy is, His ability is, His ability to attend is. 
it reminds us of how limited we are in our ability and how different we are from Allah Ta'ala in that regard. And it is um, just an exposition of Allah Ta'ala's magnificence. We are so impressed with the abilities of human beings that if the average believer were to just sit and reflect upon this, let alone any other quality and attribute of Allah, this quality of Allah Ta'ala, you know, being as samir and al-basir, the all-hearing and all-seeing, it would just, um, uh, it would mesmerize us until we, the day we left this world. We should just be lost in thought. How amazing Allah's ability to capture and attend to things and listen and hear. It, then, then it only makes sense. Now it only makes sense in the Quran when it comes over and over again that he is al-samir and he is al-basir. Now it makes sense. It makes sense because we have no ability to do that. It, you know, it's, it's hard to capture the attributes of Allah unless we connect it to ourselves. I can listen to one thing at a time. I can't listen to four things at a time. It's not possible. I have to tell my child, stop, I'm having a conversation here. You know, you're talking to your spouse and you're texting at the same time. It's like, it's not possible. Allah Ta'ala, millions of conversations simultaneously, He's capturing it all. Audio, video, uh, intellectual capture Every single component of it. it It's only when we compare our limited ability Then and only then can we understand The true attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us a tawfiq to be able to appreciate The uh, magnificence of his, of his witnessing May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allow us to also be included From amongst those who are granted His special attention from the day of Arafah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah uh, to truly appreciate the, the, the meanings behind the Samir and al-Basir. Wa akhru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.